The benefits of a psychedelic childhood this time on Culture File? According to our correspondent Liam Cagney, they are many, not least of which is growing up into our correspondent Liam Cagney. What rave new world that has such creatures in it? What happens when, at a young age, the age of schoolyard cries in Sesame Street, you're exposed to the most outrageously weird psychedelia? I'm what happens. Kilclinny County, Donegal is a calm seaside parish. For me as a boy growing up there, life's parameters were quickly set. I took for granted kicking football at Naran Beach. I took for granted working on the bog in Lafad. I took for granted Enya and the Late Late Show, Zig and Zag and Popices. And I took for granted the spiralling synthesizer tones to which my brother listened. And I took for granted the kaleidoscopic tie-dye my sisters wore. And I took for granted how my teenage siblings hitchhiked to raves, gallivanting at weekends, getting into arguments with my parents. And as I sat down to eat Cocoa Pops at the breakfast table, I said to myself, I will be like that when I'm older. Rave culture, when I was a boy, cast onto my rural Donegal environment a richly strange tapestry. If you look back at those early music videos by Aphex Twin, The Shame and the Prodigy, you'll see the imagery is all beaches and cliffs, leafy lanes, rolling hills. You're essentially seeing the landscape of northwest Donegal, both purple and red and yellow and fire. It was both normal and extraordinary, a psychedelic pastoral. The music you're hearing in the background is a single by The Orb, Blue Room. In 1992, it reached number eight in the UK pop charts. How likely are we ever again to witness a 39-minute-long slice of mind-bending psychedelia crash into the top ten? I listened to Blue Room often as a boy alongside other Orb tracks, like the snappily titled A Huge Ever-Growing Pulsating Brain That Rules from the Centre of the Ultraworld. My teenage brother Eamon played them by lamplight in our bedroom. For me, psychedelia was as normal as bread and milk. What else did those lapping waters evoke than the nearby dark Atlantic in all its seaweed mystery? Nowadays, 90s rave culture often gets short shrift, but that neglects rave's artistic power, how through technology and youth it casts the world in a new light. The documentary that showed this well was Rave New World, which aired in 1994 on Channel 4. We taped it on VHS. I watched it regularly and it deeply marked me. Rave New World explores the early 90s convergence of youth culture, technology and drugs. The pretentious narrator intones, pop culture has met the microchip and a strange new creature has emerged. We see a vast rave in an aircraft hangar We see ecstasy inventor Dr. Alexander Shulgin attempting to concoct ever more potent potions. And we see a hospital patient who's submitted to an experimental MDMA trial, reminding us that there are a few things in life more amusing than someone absolutely off their gourd for the first time. I'd like to meet the Pope right now, he sagely remarks, and share some of my newfound wisdom. The electronic duo Orbital Speak, linking rave culture to the primordial, We've been doing this since before history, they say, and that's all we're seeing now, a re-emergence through new technology. Similarly, Matt Black from computer graphics company Hex says, computers are just generally used in quite boring ways, and we want to use them in more interesting psychedelic ways. 
Watched on YouTube after an interval of decades, Rave New World is poignant and illuminating and sad. A time capsule from a wholly different era. How faded now that optimism is. Revisited from the standpoint of our 21st century surveillance society, where the big tech capitalists have exploited the internet to cash in on our private lives and obliterated Rave's wide-eyed techno-utopians, well, it's hard for me not to feel almost mournful. Our Rave New World narrator tells us, Techno-hippies are convinced that bit by bit the digital revolution will spread harmony and understanding. Nowadays, I'm left wondering whether anything remains at all of rave culture's utopian promise and of my long-gone boyhood. G.K. Chesterton wrote, There are two equal and eternal ways of looking at this twilight world of ours. We may see it as the twilight of evening or the twilight of morning. We may think of anything down to a fallen acorn as a descendant or as an ancestor. I suppose early 90s rave culture was the twilight of dawn, a token of life's ever-flourishing youth. Give it a listen. Even now it has the power to pierce through the grey clouds of our newsfeed cynicism. Liam Cagney there on the Donegal childhood 90s style. Coming up tomorrow on Culture File, likes Toby Omateso shares with us some of the things he's been enjoying in watching, reading, listening, tasting and smelling. That's Culture File, likes tomorrow at 6.40.